All right, new month already. Episode number 34, done. Cinnamon buns and macarons. Very good, feeling better. But more people are leaving, so um, what about you, Steve? Why don't you leave? Folks, it is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. This here is my uh, daily audio digest, where uh, we're going to yik-yak about some of the things going on here in Beijing, China, and uh, all the good stuff that happens, and some of the interesting things that happens to us expats. Um, Primary, well, some of the th- situations I get myself into as well. Uh, so th- this uh, this weekend, October 1st, marks the 73rd anniversary of the founding of new or modern China. Um, there wasn't much going on this year, as far as I know. And uh, I guess they did have something. It was very early Saturday morning that they had uh, a little bit of a... Uh, it's because uh, in Tiananmen Square, they put a whole bunch of flowers there and everything, and Xi Jinping was there, and he had dedicated a bunch of, or he laid down a bunch of wreaths for uh, the fallen heroes of the country. So there's a uh, there's a few things at Tiananmen Square. So at the southern base, the southern end of Tiananmen Square is Mao's mausoleum, uh, and then going north from that, like, I don't know, 100 meters away, uh, maybe 50 meters away, is this uh, monument to the to the heroes, and on that there are what would you call them? They're um, friezes uh, that are chiseled out of stone that depict certain uh, parts of battle and of heroic valor, I guess you could say, battle scenes uh, that uh, China has taken part of, and then going north from there, the, there's the big open space between the monument to the heroes and to the Chinese flag that sits at the northern part of Tiananmen Square, and then across the street, uh, the 16-lane highway that runs between them, uh, that's where the Forbidden City begins, and that's the portrait of Mao as well. Uh, so there was a uh, wreath-laying ceremony, it wasn't, but they had massive wreaths. They, were, they weren't little tiny wreaths. It took place early in the morning, like by the time I turned on the TV, and I was up decent time on Saturday morning, so it wasn't like I was being lazy on Saturday, um, but, uh, it was basically all repeats by then. It was, and that was at 10 o'clock. I thought they would have it at 10 o'clock, but, uh, no, they actually held it. I think at like eight, it might've been eight, eight thirty, uh, roughly somewhere in there. There wasn't much booked. Um, this is not one of the, um, the, the big years of it. Last year was the hundredth anniversary of the CCP party. So the Chinese communist party, communist party of China. Anyway. Last year was 100 years of the CCP. This year was the 73rd anniversary of the founding of new China, so or modern China. Um, no major events. Kind of a chill weekend. Did notice it was a bit uh, smoggy uh, throughout all last week and then even until Saturday. And then we finally got some rain on Sunday and that uh, quelled the smog. I was, I was surprised. Usually... Um, when National Day happens, like the smog disappears about a day before, and then uh, it's it's clear blue skies in Beijing, but that was not the case this year. So kind of wonder if maybe there was something else going on. Were they trying to catch up on production and stuff like that? Or were they making a point of some sort? I don't know. I mean, uh, but yeah, it's not usual to have smog on um, on National Day, at least within the last couple of years. Uh, other than that, it was a productive weekend. Um several late late nights uh because uh, there more people are leaving 
and yeah, it was kind of like, well, like, why am I still here? Why am I still sort of uh, sticking around in China? And story hasn't changed very much. I have, I don't really have anywhere else to go. Uh, I'm keeping myself busy with all these uh, projects that I got going on. This little uh, daily podcast. This is one of my other publications. I also have a blog at stephenserski.com, uh, and then also I have a big podcast as well, wherein I talk to uh, different foreigners and expats and other creatives, uh, which on Saturday afternoon, I was talking to another expat who is leaving. He is repatriating to uh, uh, the United States uh, to take up law school, of all things. He's making a career change at this point. And uh, so it was before he left, <laughs> we had a couple of bottles of wine and we uh, just sat down and talked. It was one of these that it was like, you know what, we can just sit down and shoot the shit and see what comes of it sort of thing. Um, it was a bit, bit more of an extended uh, it, it took a while to record, but we stopped a couple times in between, uh, and so it was uh, it, it wasn't as straightforward as other recordings that I've done. But uh, um, that'll be up. Oh, hopefully soon. Soon. I mean, I have lots of time this week since there's no work, there's nothing else going on, uh, no travel since uh, you can't really get into Beijing because at the same time, right now here in Beijing, um, there is the it's not the two sessions. It's the party congress. So the uh, the five year plan is being formulated. Um, is it the five year plan or is this the? Uh, it's well, there's Xi Jinping and there's an election. Okay, so there's an election here in China right now. Uh, that uh, so this is 2022, right? Uh, and so for they're going to elect the next. How's it going to work? They're electing the top boss for the top jobs uh, for the next five years, basically. And uh, that that's happening. I'm not sure when it actually begins, uh, but uh, it'll happen sometime soon, uh, given that uh, like they're going to do the National Day celebrations first, and then they will uh, um, have this, this meeting, at, at which Xi Jinping is uh, expected to secure a third term, even though the Constitution said it couldn't happen. He changed that a couple of years ago. Uh, but uh, So that's going to happen as well, uh, which makes things a little bit more difficult as well to uh, come and go from Beijing. Like uh, right now, actually, um, Xunfeng, the delivery system, doesn't deliver to Beijing uh, because it's uh, they, they don't, they, they stopped deliveries coming into Beijing unless uh, you have to use a different method, I guess. So uh, SF Express, Xunfeng Express, that's the uh, sort of the the cheapest one it's uh it's not the national uh delivery system it's not national post it's a private company but they deliver just about everything they're very good actually so um and, and cheap and easy and everything to use with the uh like using an app and stuff like that so it was uh this was affecting some of the things that I was trying to do because of all the things, not not just the, the the party congress or whatever, the the delivery issue because the um, I was trying to get some uh, pot pies delivered a couple weeks ago and they couldn't deliver because they're in Fujian and they're like, yeah, we can't deliver to Beijing until the end of October. I'm like, okay, uh, so just cancel the order. Um, so I did. Uh, I mentioned this last week that I'm, I'm part of this uh, pastry or this baking group now on WeChat. And I was finally able to place some orders with people that are in Beijing. So this was re- very good. Uh, that uh, <laughs> they, they made them fresh. Like the, the cinnamon buns that I ordered on Saturday. He's like, I'll let you know when they're going to be delivered. Because, I mean, I'll, 
I'll make them and then I'll ship them out. So, okay, so we got eight of these things shipped. It was like $8 per, I think. Right, so it, I spent 200 renminbi plus 22 kwai delivery fee from like, and it wasn't very far, but uh, I guess it's, since it's a food order, the delivery fee is different. And it's not the same as a YMI order. So YMI has a different kickback system to the uh, del- delivery personnel. Um, but uh, couriering, couriering food is different than couriering dry goods, basically. Uh, but they were very good. Oh, my goodness. I haven't had a cinnamon bun, like a proper cinnamon bun, in a very long time. Um, so kudos to this guy for uh, making them. He's like, yeah, it's just a hobby that I do. I, I guess he does it whenever he has time or whenever his orders come out. But uh, highly recommended if you can to uh, try some of these uh, these baked goods that are going on in the city. Uh, today, I just got the, uh, so it's Monday already, uh, I got these macaroons. I, can, I haven't had, like, I remember trying macaroons in Paris and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> new addiction sort of thing. But they're very expensive. They're tiny and they're expensive. And so it's not something that you would, you know, buy very often or even eat very much of. Uh, and they're also very rich. They're very high in fat. Um, so, so same with the cinnamon buns. But um, they are, <laughs> have them delivered. I guess she made them over the weekend or something and shipped them out today. So uh, it, it's just nice to be able to not be dependent on the chain stores, Wadome, uh, Paris Baguette, Bien Li Fung, where these places are sort of where you would go get your standard sort of sweets, your baked, your pastries and stuff like that, your baked goods and stuff. Um, but uh, it seems that there is sort of a, uh, a thriving baking scene in Beijing. This is actually kind of new to me. I didn't really appreciate uh, what this was before, uh, but it's there. And I mean, if, if you want the contact, I'll send the contact along with, uh, to you. Uh, just let me know, drop me a line, and I will uh, uh, send that information uh, to you as well. Um, overall, feeling better compared to last week. Was able to get a couple workouts in. Uh, today was a bit slower, um, just given the uh, the weekend activity. So what actually happened was that uh, Saturday, uh, episode 34 was recorded, and so he's leaving next week. Uh, then on Sunday, had another little meetup because he's leaving on Wednesday. And so, and I think... Within the next couple of weeks, there's another two or three other people who are going to be leaving uh, China as well. Like not just they're not just leaving Beijing; they're they're leaving China as well. And uh, kind of, it was almost weird because uh, going out and some of the people there had been had been there for a while, right? And they, and they've seen different people come and go. Uh, and you're seeing some long timers as well uh, leave, but the people who are seeing, as soon as you start talking about who remember so and so, you remember that person, you remember the, them and everything who worked for the company, uh, and you got two sets of people there: the long timers and then the long termers that are leaving right now. How I'm looking at myself, going, okay, I've been in China roughly since like 2014 or so, and you slowly become one of these. Um, long timers by by attrition basically it's, it's a it's a withering away of the numbers uh, they just people leave they go away they, um, they either change companies or they change cities or they change countries and you know, all of a sudden you're the guy sitting at the uh, the table and you're like oh, how long I've been here for you know 15 years 20 years and that puts you back here being here for 20 years puts you 
at the at the uh, Beijing Olympics 2018 or 2008 basically 20 years puts you at the the turn of the millennium and you know just after before China even went full throttle uh, we're going to modernize and everything sort of thing so um, yeah it's it's kind of interesting to be that way and uh, have that sort of depth of knowledge and experience um, notably the the experience, <laughs> not so much the knowledge. <laughs> a lot of the complaints seem to be the same, I guess. Um, but everybody sort of agrees that the uh, the country has changed substantially, and especially in the last couple of years. Uh, but this also sort of goes down to um, uh, how COVID has sort of played out here as well. And I'm saying, uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking it's it would be nice to even just go on vacation. Uh, we wanted to actually travel this week uh, during uh, National Day break, but it's not possible because not just the health codes, it's uh, it's going to be busy, first of all. There's also chances that you could get locked down or not come back to Beijing because they are uh, security has tightened around uh, Beijing around the uh, the election that's going to happen here. And I'm actually surprised that the... the foreign media like the outside media world isn't covering the Chinese election as much as um, they cover other situations probably a number of reasons for that I can only imagine why but uh, that seems to be what uh, what <laughs> the the situation as it is um, other than that yeah just so you can't travel uh, it would be nice to um, get out of the country even just for a little bit i see that japan i think has lifted quarantine hong kong has lifted the quarantine some quarantine measures um i don't think flights leave directly from beijing uh it's you have to transition you have to transit through hong kong still or fujian xiamen yeah it's there's no more direct flights from beijing I, i don't think there might be one or two, but those are very few and far between, and they cost a pretty penny. But most are flying through Hong Kong, which adds another bunch of hours to your trip and a, and a layover and everything. So, um, But as people are leaving, yeah, you know, would they be leaving if they could go home to visit family? That's a very good question. It's probably one of the, the, one of the big questions that uh, people ask, or I, I sort of wonder, is that, you know, given the chance, if the situation wasn't... COVID endemic, would you just go home, spend the two weeks, sort of remind yourself why, um, you know, you're, you're living overseas instead, instead of making that entire life change of going back to your home country? Because it is a big, I mean, you're, you're, you're moving stuff, you're shifting stuff. I mean, you're, you're saying goodbye to an apartment that you've been in, that you've been part of, uh, that you've grown, like you've lived in for so long. Uh, you're getting used to a new place and stuff like that. I guess a lot of people are moving in with their parents, of all things. <laughs> How sweet. Grown man, grown people. Um, living overseas for X number of years as an expat and then returning home and saying, Mom, can I live with you? <laughs> uh, this does bring up a good point of what is happening overseas and that uh, I, I was sort of thinking, like, if I were to leave China, like, who, who would I go live with, or what would I, what would I be able to live on my own outside of the country? Because here, with the constant work, and you know, as much as it sort of trickles away at times, uh, it's still there. Apparently, inflation is pretty bad. I mean, not just for oil uh, and like gas and transportation costs, but in terms of cost of living, have gone up. 
I mean, I posted on uh, Facebook saying that, you know, asking if $8 per, um, what was it? Because it's 200, 200 RMB for eight uh, cinnamon buns. So that's what, 20, uh, 25 quiet piece, $5 a piece, $5 a piece. I'm going, is that a lot? And people are like, yeah, it's kind of expensive. I'm like, yeah, but you know, that, that that's Beijing prices. I mean, 25 quai for a cinnamon bun or 25, 25 quai for a muffin at Starbucks or something like that. They, it's it seems horribly expensive, but Beijing just those are your prices for for the big city, I guess. Um, and it doesn't even matter if it's Ch- Chinese version or not. I mean, maybe the Chinese version might be eighteen quai or something, but it, it's still going to be decently. It's going to cost you money uh, and more money than you want to spend, probably. But overseas, uh, you know, back in the home like Canada, uh, Scotland, uh, Britain, Europe, mainland Europe. Have prices gone up? I don't know. Uh, I know Canada people are saying that things in general have gone up. The, co- the cost of food has gone up quite a bit. Um, and that, uh, you know, whereas your bill was sort of... Actually, I don't, know, I don't even know. I, I don't know the exact numbers, uh, to tell you the truth. But the prices here in China, they have sort of... They haven't gone up too much. Starbucks is a little bit more expensive, but I, I, I make coffee at home now. Uh, and since I don't go out to... Like, I used to go to these different par- pubs and stuff like that, but not so much anymore. I know that when a new place opens, the prices are higher, but I don't see the prices increasing in the places that I've gone to quite a, quite often. Like So uh, the, the places that I would frequent, their prices ha- haven't gone up at all. If it's a new place, all of a sudden you look and go, these prices are higher than other places that I've gone to. So... Uh, it's almost like when people open up a restaurant, it's kind of like that chance to sort of take a, um, to increase the, the, the prices a little bit, increase the, uh, your, my costs rather than their costs. Good question. What are you guys seeing about, uh, inflation? Are you hearing a lot of it from, from people back home? Do you want to get out of China? Do you want to keep on going? I was actually thinking, uh, do I even want to go back to backpacking? Do I ever want to, cause I haven't been to South America, but I've heard, it doesn't seem like it's safe to go to South America, to tell you the truth. I'd love to go to uh, parts of Africa as well. Actually, a lot of Africa, to tell you the truth. It'd be awesome to go there. Uh, and uh, all over sort of thing. But one thing I am happy that I did a couple of years ago was take the train from Beijing to Moscow. Now, sadly, that was also the trip that uh, my father my father passed away in uh, a couple of years. And so I wasn't able to complete the trip, but I had to go back to Canada uh, at that time, um, but given the circumstances with uh, Russia and Ukraine right now, I don't see that trip being possible again for another little while, which eliminates one part of the world that I can go to, sort of thing, uh, and even going farther out west to China, uh, not just within the country, but outside, like all the stands, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, all those places, uh, it's it's almost tough to go there because there's so much the discontent you don't hear it uh but there seems to be some sort of discontent in that area where if you're traveling as a foreigner uh you're just being you can be targeted a little bit easier sort of thing all of which is sort of leading me to say like why don't i leave it's like well you know things are pretty good here it's comfortable um safe i mean you don't feel like you're uh being targeted too much by any more than usually than, than usual sort of thing um, but uh, in, in terms of travel I mean 
maybe living in China has sort of made me soft uh, a little bit to uh, what's uh, what's out there, and I haven't been backpacking in quite a while. Uh, it would be nice, but it um, doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, at least not just yet. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, so this is the, what is it, wow, Monday already, beginning of the October. Okay. Well, I have yet to update the website as well. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensersky.com. You can uh, find all the archives for this wonderful daily audio digest that uh, has been going on for just over a year. And yes, I was thinking, you know, if it is Golden Week, should I take the week off? Good question. The, uh, and could I, you know, like other, um, other publishers, should I schedule vacation times as well for away from work and sort of take some time out, take off Golden Week, take off Christmas, take off Spring Festival? Hmm, I'll think about that. All right, what do you guys do? Do you guys not do any work when you're uh, uh, on on break? All right, folks, have a good one. Again, show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensterski.com. We will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.